Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello. Before we start this week, I want to thank the two latest Patreon subscribers with a little compliment. So, here we go. Michael Mastro Marino is as fun to be around as his name is to say. Eduardo Sayago has eyes so beautiful you could lose a whole afternoon just staring into them. There we go. If you'd like a random compliment just like those, as well as all the other stuff that subscribers get, just pop along to patreon.com forward slash probably true. Right. Let's go. You're listening to Probably True. Please be aware that this podcast may contain strong language and adult themes. It would be boring without them. A mate of mine was on a date recently, and it was all going really well, apparently. The date was fun, sexy, flirty, interesting. All the smells worked. Until this guy mentioned that he didn't like butter. Which, apparently, was when my mate knew it was over. This date wasn't vegan or anything weird like that. He just didn't like butter. How does that even come up? I'm imagining that, like, halfway through my mate telling a story about, I don't know, cycling or ducks or something, the other guy just can't contain it anymore and just shouts, I don't like butter! The whole restaurant falls silent. Someone drops a fork. In the distance, a baby starts to cry. Very slowly, without breaking eye contact, my mate stands up and walks for the door without a word. I'm not sure whose side I'm on in this one, to be honest. I've never really thought about butter as a thing on its own anyway. It's just sandwich lube. You know, it's not really what you're there for, but it helps all the good stuff happen between the bread and the filling. It's definitely helpful, and, you know, you'd notice it if you went in dry. Just sandwich lube. I wouldn't say I liked butter, but then I'm not about to end a promising date because the other guy feels quite strongly against it. I've never met anyone who had a strong feeling about butter either way. But for my mate, this was a deal-breaker. And for the record, my mate's a skinny bugger, so it's not like he sits down with a tub of Lurpak and a spoon. Anyway, this got me thinking about deal-breakers. And how small things can very quickly indicate that this isn't going to end well. Over the many years I've been dating and on the apps, I've started to develop a keen awareness for the little flags, the warning signs that this one's a nutter, or here's a messy bitch who lives for drama. They're not always tiny. Like, a big one for me, huge one for me, is cats. Cats are a proper deal-breaker as far as I'm concerned. I'm explosively allergic to the furry little bastards anyway, but even if I weren't, I know straight off that anyone who has cats is not someone I can be with. They're dicks. Utter bastards. And yet some people can't get enough of them. Why would you choose to keep a furry little git in your house who wrecks your furniture, stinks the place up, and will physically attract you if you try and show them some affection? I know in my bones that I can't be with anyone who thinks that any of that is a good idea. And don't get me started on the people who make social media accounts for their pets. I mean, I'm not saying that all cat owners set up Twitter or Instagram accounts for their cats and then white posts talking in a wickle special voice from their cat's point of view. I just wouldn't be surprised if they did. Horrified, yes. Immediately heading for the door, certainly. But surprised, no. 
Eating with your mouth open is another. How does anyone get to grown-up land and not know how to close their mouth when they eat? If you do this on a date with me, I will stab you in the throat with your own fork. I would use mine, but then I wouldn't be able to finish my meal in peace. Anyway, my point is that it's important to know what your deal-breakers are. It's a personal thing. Everyone has different ones. But essentially, think about the things that you would very definitely expect or not want in a lover. It certainly shouldn't be everything, but the very basic stuff. Like, I know deep inside myself that I could never date a gay Tory. Sorry, Richard. But you don't need to build up a massive extensive list like he needs to be a multimillionaire with a slamming body and ginger hair and a flat in Islington and a dog called Pepper. For example, doesn't insist on checking his phone during sex. Richard. But yeah, learn what the things are that would make you say, no, I'm out, thank you and goodbye. And if, for whatever reason, potential men tick that box, then have absolutely no hesitation in getting rid. You are not a charity. Dating someone awful is not a virtue. You will not get points for it later on, and it does not count towards your Duke of Edinburgh. Of course, it's not always that easy. I remember once in middle school... I decided I could only have a girlfriend if she met certain criteria. I mean, yeah, I, I was I was 10 and I was watching a lot of Thundercats and there was a whole story arc about how Lionel had to undergo several trials to prove that he was worthy of leading the... It doesn't matter. Anyway, there was this girl I fancied called Amy Varley who I decided we could only be together if she was honest and true of heart and whatever else. So I set up all these tests in secret like accidentally dropping something of mine where she'd find it to see if she was honest and true of heart enough to give it back to me and shit like that. She had no idea what was going on until I triumphantly revealed that she'd passed all these tests and then she told me I was weird and that she wouldn't fancy me if I was the last person on earth. Which is fair enough, really. What I'm trying to say in here somewhere is don't settle. Never settle. If the thought this isn't really what I wanted, but it's this or nothing, crosses your mind, then choose nothing. Clear them out, because it's never nothing forever. It might mean you have to spend some time by yourself, but that's not a bad thing. You'll learn more about yourself and become more comfortable with yourself and realise, actually, you're a pretty cool person. And then, when you like yourself a bit more, you won't be as likely to let shitty behaviour slide next time. And there will always be a next time. Make room for something better. Get rid of the idiots. I recently had to go to a family funeral and I got asked repeatedly, so have you found someone yet? As if you can't really be having a life or anything if you're single because somehow you're failing. I just roll my eyes and explain that no, I'm still single because so many men are deeply mediocre. My 20-year-old cousin actually overheard that and turned to her mum and went, see, he gets it, which I thought was brilliant. Anyway, back to deal breakers. I asked my little flick group about their deal breakers recently. That's the little podcast group I have. There's a link in the show notes if you want to join in some of the chats. Anyway, they had a ton of great examples, like when a date mentions that all of their exes are crazy. In fact, mentioning an ex at all in the first few dates is generally a bad sign, in my opinion. But I wouldn't say it was a deal breaker on its own. Or if they overuse the Facetune app on all their photos, they look more like sex dolls than real people. Also, very quickly, if you have a profile that reads something along the lines of No Asians, I'm not racist, just a preference, you are racist. You are excluding a group of people based solely on their ethnicity. That is quite literally the definition of racism. I could do a whole episode on this, maybe a whole series, but I'm thinking about deal breakers right now. So anyway, persistence can be another. I was chatting with this cutie on Grinder, and we were flirting and talking about all the things we'd like to do to one another. He described something that he wanted to do to me that I wasn't into. 
I said, nah, that's not my bag. And he replied, you'll enjoy it when I do it, promise. I said no, again, and he replied, oh, come on. That's a deal breaker. No means no. If he's not going to hear me on this, and I eventually give in and let it slide, and we do the thing he wants to do, then that's setting a precedent that anything I say can be overridden by him just pushing at it and pushing at it until I give in. Boundaries. Respect. Really, the point of all of this is that you teach people how to treat you. If you allow laziness or disrespect or general shitty behaviour to go unchallenged, all you will get is more of it. Decide what you want from people and how you want to be treated by them, and then hold them to that standard. If they don't meet it, you say, oi, and have a conversation about how things need to change if you're going to stay in each other's lives. If the situation doesn't change, get rid. I'd say basically deal breakers come down to a lack of respect. And if you allow someone to get away with not respecting you, you are showing them that they're right not to because you don't think you're worth respecting either. This isn't meant to be a rant, just a reminder to treat everyone, including yourself, with respect. Life is short. Don't waste your time on people who clearly aren't right for you. Deal breakers can be really freeing in that respect, actually. Imagine how relieved you'd be if you'd been mooning over a lost love for more than a year, occasionally torturing yourself by looking at his Twitter account, only to one day see that he'd changed his profile to read, Dad to two beautiful fur baby kittens. It's a hell of a gear shift to go from, Was he the only one I could ever love? to, Christ, dodged a bullet there. Shame, really. He had a lovely bum. Or I'm sure it would be, if that were real and not a scenario I definitely made up. That was probably true. The repeatedly award-winning storytelling series created by me, Scott Flashheart, to remind all of my queer brothers and sisters that we are none of us alone. You can find transcripts of every episode, links and other things at probablytruepodcast.com. There's additional content and other lovely stuff available to subscribers at patreon.com forward slash probablytrue. And if you want to get in touch, just search Probably True Podcast on the socials. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.